Movies and musicals on RTE Lyric FM, sponsored by IFI at Home, the new streaming service from the Irish Film Institute. Come home to film. Come home to ifihome.ie. Everybody here for the interview? What little lady made these? That is revenge. You're gonna need more men. In the south of France. It is a problem, I admit. Dumbledore asked that I give you something. Save the moon, save Earth. Why are you so handsome? I may vomit with you. The hell are you supposed to be? The movie news. I'm vengeance. With Garrett Daly. Ooh, big Astoria. And we must say good afternoon, not just to Garrett Daly, but to IFTA nominee Garrett Daly. Congratulations, Garrett. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, no, it's lovely, lovely to get nominated. We're nominated for our short documentary, Nothing to Declare. So, yeah, it was really nice news during the week to to hear that you're you're on the nominee list. Oh, it's a fantastic achievement. And I suppose the other big nominations, kind of Belfast and Colin Kuhn doing very well. Yeah, both getting 10 nominations apiece across the board. So, yeah, and a great, great selection of directorial debut films in there from people as well in terms of the director's list. So it's a, it's a good a good celebration of what has been a really, really busy time for Irish film and TV drama. It's been really great. And just a reminder, if people want to see Nothing to Declare, it's showing at the Dublin Film Festival, right? It is. It's showing today, actually, at the Dublin Film Festival. It's also showing today at the Mayo Film Festival as well. And we'll have more screenings announced shortly and also an announcement about uh, where it's going to be screening for the nation to see. So Fantastic. there's some exciting news coming on that front shortly. That is if denominated, nothing to declare. Well done again, Garrett. Now, last week Thank we you. were talking a lot about uh, Charlie Chaplin, I suppose, because of the documentary out. You've news about Buster Keaton this week. Yes, and filmmaker James Mangold is going to make a biopic about the filmmaker and comedian. Uh, it's based on a book actually called Cut to the Chase by Marion Mead. And obviously the rights have been secured. But, you know, I suppose uh, Joseph Frank Buster Keaton was an icon of American cinema, a pioneer in the early days of silent movies and considered, I suppose, one of the great physical comedians in movie history as mm. well. I mean, his stunt work on classics like The General and Sherlock Jr., still considered some of the most impressive set pieces to be undertaken on the big screen. Now, Mangold, a really good director. I mean, you know, he can do big set pieces. Think Ford versus Ferrari, 310 to Yuma. Um, You've also got Indiana Jones 5, which is coming our way. But good, rich character arc stories as well, like the Johnny Cash biopic Walk the Line as well. So I think this is a good uh, connection to have a really strong filmmaker with lots of talents, focusing on someone who had immense talents as well. Okay, you've news of a remake for us. I do. And this is Channing Tatum who's going to star in it. It's a 2019 German film called System Crasher. Now, the original film revolves around a young girl with a traumatic past who's seen as a hopeless cause in the system. She soon gets paired with a caring but tough anger management coach and forms an unlikely bond and he helps her to find peace by nurturing her passion for boxing. Um, Got some other casting news as well Mm -hmm. for another film. This is Bill Murray is going to star alongside... was controversial comedian Aziz Ansari. People will know him from Master of None on Netflix. But this is an untitled feature as yet. But Ansari's making his directorial debut on the project, which he also wrote, produced and plays a key role. It's based on a non-fiction book called Being Mortal. And the story deals with ageing and death on a larger societal scale, along with the medical profession's mishandling of it all. Further plot details will be unveiled, no doubt, shortly. All right. Now, Uncharted has been a big, 
big hit at the box office, Gart. It has been a massive hit at the box office. And this week you had uh, the sort of CEO of Sony Pictures, Tom Rothman, kind of celebrating it with a company-wide email to the entire <laughs> staff, thanking them and sort of saying that they, you know, not only have they a sort of massive hit on their hands, but they have a new hit movie franchise, which is a clear signal that they're going to go on. In fact, the director, Ruben Fletcher, uh, Fleischer, has, has expressed his hope at doing a sequel as well. So it's made a lot of money. Yeah. It was a big budget movie now, $120 million. So, uh, But they've made nearly $140 million back already. So not it's bad. not a surprise. <laughs> but Sony, actually, as a studio, when you look at how they have sort of emerged post-pandemic as such, they've mm. had Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Spider-Man No Way Home, and now Uncharted, which has brought them a gross of about three billion billion dollars worldwide in the past six months. So they've stuck to their window of just going to the cinema and it's paying off for them. Now, um, we have a director and an actor back together again. Yes, we do. So the director is Shane Black, uh, filmmaker of movies like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and the actor is Robert Downey Jr. So they're going to be working together again. Amazon Studios are making this film and it's based on the character of Parker created by author Donald E. Westlake. Now, um, the character first appeared actually in 1962 in a novel called The Hunter where he's introduced as a professional thief who's left for dead but a past associate by a past associate and he spends the rest of the novel trying to track down his former accomplice. The book was adapted twice before on the big screen. You had 1967's Point Blank which starred Lee Marvin and then in 1999 you had Payback with Mel Gibson. Most recently Jason Statham has played the character in a movie called Parker as well. Well now you're going to have Robert Downey Jr. in the role and as I said you have a very strong kind of action based director and slight comedy in there as well black directing. So that's a good combination. Let us come to the Academy Awards. A little bit of controversy during the week. I was tweeting about it on Wednesday. I was uh, unhappy about it, I have to say. And that was that uh, presentations on the night of the Oscars in eight categories are to be made ahead of the live television show, uh, including one we're particularly interested in here, and that is Best Original Music Score. Uh, Your thoughts on it, Garrett? Yeah, this has been rumoured for a while that they would cut down on the live telecast. This is all about viewing figures. Yeah. They're just worried and the viewing figures were abysmal last year and they don't want to be losing more figures. Now, they have a bigger problem in in terms of trying to attract an audience to, I suppose, the show because you, people feel that they don't have big movies there in terms of the movies people have been going to see. I mean, there was the campaign to try and get Spider-Man um, nominated, mm. but that didn't happen. And you have very low box office numbers amongst the best picture films that are nominated. So what they're trying to do is tighten up the show and probably put on a big performance show. But what they're doing is sacrificing these awards that are really, really important awards, oh, uh, like editing. These, yeah, I mean, editing music, they, sh- they should have their moment. And they're making it about a TV show as opposed to being about the artists and their work and recognition of that work. I, I just don't get it. Yeah, it's a funny thing because I don't think this has anything to do with the Oscar show. I think yeah. that will attract the type of people that want to watch it anyway. This has a lot to do with television viewing figures and how they have dropped. You know, maybe it's time that the Academy decides to just broadcast this online and not worry about figures and have it there for everybody. Because I still think it will attract the audience mm-hmm. of people that like award shows, that like speeches. I mean, you could get fantastic speeches from, you know, 
loads of different people in these categories and such interesting categories you know like documentary short live action short production design sound categories you don't know what you're going to get and that's the fun with some of these shows and I just don't like to see them pushed to one side very much like pushed this. to one side like the also rounds like they're not as important as other categories it, it seems very unfair but I, I wonder it might all change it might all change and don't forget as well at this moment it goes to show you how much of a tailspin the Academy's probably in and trying to attract an audience they have formed this partnership with Twitter that's allowing users of the platform to vote for their favourite film of 2021 mm. uh, with the winner to be announced during the broadcast now that just seems like a reach to kind of put it out there to make it a bit more populist yeah. um, you know maybe they just need to have a rethink in terms of maybe some of the, the categories maybe make a couple more broader or something like that but I think people like the notoriety around it and you shouldn't mess with it really too much It's certainly one we will keep an eye on Garrett uh, Let's come to Trailer Watch if you've picked a good movie for us this week to check out online <laughs> Yeah it's Baz Luhrmann directing a fantastic director and he's got such attention to detail and I think you can see it all over this trailer This is the story of Elvis and that's the title of the movie but you have Austin Butler play- playing uh, Elvis in the movie but you've got Tom Hanks playing the manager Colonel Tom Parker and it sort of delves into their relationship over a 20 year period It really uh, takes co- a long period you know right from a, from a kid to, to growing up to getting married and everything it's all in there by the looks of it yeah, because when I was first reading about it, I expected it to be this small kind of story that might just focus on one event or something that happens. But as exactly. you say, it's quite broad and it looks quite expansive. So that that has made me quite excited about it. The me movie's too. going to be out in June. Let's but, take a uh, listen to the trailer, will we? A little closer. Yeah, do. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready to fly? I'm ready. Ready to fly. I can't move, I can't sing. Some people want to put me in jail. Well's moving. They might put me in jail for walking across the street, but you're a famous white boy. Yeah, and the voice sounds good too. We're looking forward to that one. That is Elvis. Let's come to new releases and take a little clip from Cyrano. I am madly in love. Perhaps he feels the same. But I've never actually spoken to him. Of your love? Of anything. <laughs> he is Christian. Christian Newbelet. He's a new recruit in your regiment. Be his friend. I might not like him. A woman like Roxanne wants wit. I don't know how to speak romantically. I am a poet. My words upon your lips. Yes, Gareth, that's Peter Dinklage there in Cyrano. I do love the power in his voice. He's got such a great voice, actually. But a good cast in this, Hayley Bennett, Ben Mendelsohn and Joe Wright directing it. And uh, it's a, it's an interesting take on it, you know, as the, the wordsmith helps young Christian nab her heart through love letters. But you, you've seen this one? Yeah, I liked, I liked the idea of it. Peter Dinklage, great casting, as you say, he's super in it. And um, we also have Irish cinematographer Seamus McGarvey once again mm. working with Joe Wright. It, it didn't entirely work for me and musically it didn't particularly work for me. I'll, I'll be playing the soundtrack later and I will tell you more then but uh, we also have the Duke in cinemas Yes, we do. This is sort of based on a true story. It's set in 1961 and it follows the story of Kempton Bunton, a 60-year-old taxi driver who stole Goya's portrait of the Duke of Wellington. Yeah. Good cast, though. Good Helen Mirren, Jim Broadway, it. <laughs> yes, Roger Michelle, his last film, unfortunately, yeah. uh, directing the Duke. 
And just two other ones to mention. We've got Studio 666. This is the Foo Fighters who move into a mansion to record a, a, a new album. And uh, yeah, they're kind of a bit spooked with supernatural forces that are going on. And as you mentioned last week, The Godfather, 50 years later, is back on the big screen. And uh, yeah, if you really want to see the best picture of 1972 back on the big screen, why not? That is the one. Uh, what TV movie have you chosen for us, Gareth? It's a really good movie, Knives Out. Oh, I which love it. is a, movie. Yeah, it's such good fun about a crime novelist who invites his kin to his 85th birthday party at his mansion, but the festivities are cut short by arguments. And when the writer apparently commits suicide, a detective attends uh, uh, to the scene. And yeah, there's a lot of sort of suspicion uh, amongst the family members. Ryan Johnson directs and writes. As I say, it's a good comedy crime thriller. Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Anna Darmus, a massive cast actually mm. to mention, but it's on. Plummer in there too, yeah. Christopher Plummer in there as well. It's on Channel 4 tonight at 9pm called Knives Out. Knives Out. I definitely want to see that again. Gareth, thanks a million. Thanks, Aideen.